You're listening to the NZPE Teacher Cast, a podcast sharing some of the inspirational stories from amazing health and physical education teachers. Today's episode is sponsored by My Study Series, an online learning platform by New Zealand PE teachers for New Zealand PE teachers and their students. Check it out now at mystudyseries.co.nz. Kia ora everyone and welcome to episode number three of the NZPE Teacher Cast. Just before we start, I'm up in a classroom above the gym and, and the PE class that's in there is about to get started, so hopefully it's not too noisy, but if it is, that's why there's probably basketballs and volleyballs flying around the place, so we'll see how it sounds at the end of this. I just want to thank you all for the feedback on the first two episodes, particularly the second episode featuring Kelly Ross. It seems that her story around modern learning environments was really well received. Based on some of that feedback, I'm going to make a couple of changes to how I approach and release the podcast. First of all, instead of releasing the podcast fortnightly, I'm going to shift to weekly podcast releases. Now, don't ask me where on earth I'm going to find the time to do this, but I've committed to it in public now, so there's no turning back. So weekly podcast, but nothing during the holidays, and and that'll be both the term breaks and the summer holidays. This should just give me a bit of time to get out and interview people and hopefully get a good backlog of interviews ready to go. I did consider keeping them fortnightly and removing my segment, so so this version of the podcast, but it's been, I feel it's been a good reflection tool putting these together, so at this point I'm keen to keep that part. But what I'm going to try to do is keep those ones to somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes tops, because I don't want to bore you all to death. But at the end of the day, all I, all I really want to do is bring more stories of great PE teaching, and I think this will allow me to do that. So if you want to be on the podcast or know someone that would, flick me something via Twitter at NZPE Teacher and we can try to set something up. Other than that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and feel free to leave a review on iTunes. So today's episode will follow the usual format, so a challenge, a success and a tool that can be useful in your classroom. And we'll jump straight in, starting with the challenge which is related to parent-teacher evenings. So the issue here is, we, and by we I mean me, only see the parents of students who are performing well in class. Now this isn't a bad thing at all because, you know, I love to celebrate success and our parents and students should hear us praise their work. And also our high achievers still need focused feedback and and feed forward to continue achieving consistently well. But I think there's much more value in being able to provide feedback to our learners who really need it the students who are yet to achieve any credits by the start of Term 3, or the students who rarely bring the correct gear, or the student who just struggles to understand the content that we're learning. And I don't want to generalise or assume anything here. This isn't going to be the the experience that all PE teachers across the country experience, but in my 11 years of teaching, it does seem to be quite a common issue. There's probably a number of reasons why the parents we need to see can't make it. And I'm certain part of this would include the negative assumptions relating to our learning area. You know, the things that, or comments or attitudes that there's not much value to be gained by speaking to the PE teacher. But this is probably a whole other topic and I could talk about that for days. 
So how can we best engage with our parents, particularly around parent-teacher evenings? Is a five-minute speed dating session the best way forward? I don't really think so, particularly when you look at the current turnout that I see each evening. And this is despite me ringing up and contacting specific parents and, and personally inviting them, I still have a really poor turnout. It does seem schools are, are reluctant to move away from the speed dating model. And I'd really like to hear from anyone whose school has given this approach the flick. My last school adopted learning conversations where the school was closed for the day and parents could book in 25-minute conversations with the Rupu teacher. And these were great and had a much higher turnout of parents, despite parents, you know, parents and caregivers having to take time off work for the most part to attend these. But they did have their limitations in the sense that you're speaking with the form teacher and not the subject specialist. So it was kind of hard to provide really high quality feedback or feed forward because of a lot of what we were able to give was second hand. So because of this, we still had those five minute speed dating sessions at certain periods throughout the year. So and didn't achieve, I don't know if that was a goal, but you know, that still wasn't independent, those meetings. So a couple of things I think we need to consider. First of all, what are our parent needs? As schools, and, and this is probably a question that could be asked to senior management, how do we consult with our community to ask what the best approach for them would be? Because I really do wonder what sort of responses we would see and whether there'd be any dramatic shifts in what we see or do now. Also, what are the staff needs when it comes to parent evenings? Are we providing enough support, particularly to our PRTs in these situations? Could there be professional learning around specific best practice strategies for engaging with parents? When I think back to my first parent-teacher evening, I had absolutely no idea. And I recall I had a parent tell me that if their child was misbehaving, I could just give them a, a clip around the ears, which was, that just blew me away. I, I think my jaw hit the table. The last thing relating to this challenge is the use of technology. How can we leverage these tools to make the experience better for all involved? Imagine parent evenings occurring via Skype. And I'm actually going to add this to my bucket list. Before I retire from teaching, I'd love to see a fully online parent-teacher evening. Why do they need to be in person? I would argue they don't. Particularly when you compare them to these five-minute speed dating sessions. I'm sure plenty of you would think this is a horrid idea, but it would likely solve a ton of problems for, for many parents in schools. Personally, I think it's only a matter of time before it does happen. So, bit of a rant there, but hopefully it raises some questions for you. Um, it's definitely something that got me thinking over the last few weeks. So moving on to a small success that I've had. This week our department met with a member of the Board of Trustees. So this is an annual process relating to feedback from our board report that as an HOD I, I submit each year. I had no idea, but the Board of Trustees member we were assigned was a current secondary PE teacher. And to be honest, this was easily the best Board of Trustees meeting I've had because you knew... The representative had a good grasp and understanding of what we were talking about. Prior to that meeting, a member of my department tabled an item relating to how we name our courses or the name of our courses and whether we should consider shifting away from the name physical education or PE and all the negative assumptions that can come with that, some of which I've alluded to in the past. And after some good discussion back and forth about the problems we're having and how we might fix it, our Board of Trustees member chimed in and said, well, who are you changing it for? Is it for you, the students? Is it the parents or other staff in the school? 
and what will this new course look like? And to be honest, we weren't really thinking much past just the actual name. We weren't considering what a new course with a new name might look like and, and how it might be received by our students. Then by chance, two days later, I interviewed a teacher for an upcoming podcast episode. It's going to be the, the next one, I think, about what he called contextualised courses. Now, I don't want to spoil it too much, but they have a course titled DYE for Do You Even Lift, which is very cool and deep. So the success in all this that we were prompted to really dig deeper and show some critical thinking around the processes that led us to where we felt our courses needed a name change and what that meant for the content of the course and how it met our student needs. So moving forward, I think we have a really good foundation to begin the construction or planning of some new courses, or at least approach how we currently offer physical education in both the the junior and senior school. So that was, I felt, was quite a good success for me personally, and then probably really good for the department as well. To finish off, I'm going to suggest an application that's probably going to be a little bit of a controversial one. It's called School Report Writer. And you can access this application at schoolreportwriter.com, and it's absolutely free. It's, it's quite good, and I'm going to explain why. So I'm all for personalising and ensuring that your reports are, are, are high quality and such, but I'm also a big advocate for productivity. So anything that I can do to save me time is beneficial, in my opinion. So School Report Writer is like a, a comment bank on steroids is probably the best way to describe it. It does take a few hours to set up, but once you're good to go, you can tune out reports so much easier. So it allows you to set up sentence types. Now a sentence type is basically a paragraph or block of writing that you can categorise and place comments into. For example, you could have a sentence type on a particular unit, say interpersonal skills. From there, you can add as many comments regarding interpersonal skills as you like, and the more you add, the more personalised that report can be. The sentence types are integrated with lists that you can create, which improve the quality of your sentences. For example, one of your opening sentences could be Alex has made a positive contribution to the class through Term 1. A list would allow you to replace Term 1 with any other time period you create in that list. This could be Term 1, 2, 3 or 4, or it could be first half of the year, second half of the year. So this saves you having to rewrite that comment four times for each of your other classes. also has a built-in thesaurus so that when you select the comment, it provides multiple options for a range of words in the sentence. So using the previous example... With a click, I can change the word positive to words such as pleasing, inspiring, um, outstanding, and a whole lot of other words. So that's that's handy and, and really helps with writing a report. The best part, though, is the ability to insert any random text after a sentence or comment. So in my setup, I'll generally have some sentence types focusing on, say, an introduction, then something on punctuality, and then a few different units of work or the ability to work within a group or or so forth. Now for each of these sentence types I'll have about 10 to 20 variations of a comment along a continuum of say extremely poor to very very good. But I can then pair those with personalised comments I can add at any point during the report. It really allows me to reflect on the student's performance as opposed to structuring the report to incorporate all the other aspects that we need to put in those reports. I like it, but as mentioned, I'm sure there are many more purists out there who prefer a more traditional approach, which is fantastic. And by the way, that's the first time I've used fantastic in today's podcast, 
my wife told me I was getting a little bit out of hand with the word fantastic in the first episode, so I've intentionally tried to ease up on that for this one. Anyway, I think it's definitely worth checking out, so if you missed it before, www.schoolreportwriter.com, completely free, have a look at it, I think it's beneficial, you might not, but it does save you some time and makes the process of writing reports a little bit more bearable. So next episode, we speak with Matt Lambert from Hedatonga College. I really enjoyed this interview, and we had a, a, a good chat about contextualised courses. So if you don't know what they are, make sure you check it out in the first week back next term. Enjoy your two weeks off, keep safe, and hopefully by the time we get back to school, the weather will be considerably warmer because it's been quite cold this week. Remember, if you want to be on the podcast or you know somebody that has a really good story to share, please get in touch with me because I'm really keen to do some more or get that backlog of interviews going 